What's up? This is NS Scanner from your Boston Celtics and I just want to say what's up to my boy Gally over at Bean Town Action. I hope you guys are doing well. See you at one of my games. What up? This is Dwight Howard. You're listening to my boy Chris Gally here on Bookie Nights Podcast. What's up guys? Brian Scalabrini, aka Scal, and I want to give a huge shout out to my boy Gally and the rest of the crew over at Bookie Nights, alright? For the White Mamba, I'm out of here. See ya. Let's go, B-Town action. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're hanging out with my friend, Chris Gally. And now, it's time. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Beantown Action Presents Wix Picks. Galley Gambles here with Craig Sawicki and Kyle Leonard. Three-man show for you. I'm going to give you out some picks for Week 8's NFL action. But before we get into those picks, let's, uh, let's recap what happened last week. Consensus plays went 8-6. and six. Kyle went 10-4. and four. He was our winner. I went 9-5. and five. Skitty, 7-7. Seven and seven. Craig, in the basement. Keep picking those Giants, bro. 6-8 and eight on the week. What happened there? Uh, it was just a tough week overall, Chris. Uh, a lot of my picks just uh, didn't go as planned. Yeah, eight of uh, <laughs> Also, too, uh, I do want to say uh, thank you, Todd Gurley, for screwing up our parlay. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. If, if you did the parlay, I apologize. But if you did the straight bet, we still ended up getting you some money. We finished plus 1.75 units. Kyle had the Chiefs at minus seven. I had Tampa Bay minus four and a half, another easy winner. Craig had Green Bay minus three and a half, probably the biggest bargain on the board at even money. And Skitty, man, I was actually, we were all with him. We all had Atlanta last week, minus 125 on the money line for a plus 1240 parlay. Todd Gurley scores with a minute and four seconds left. They convert the two-point conversion. So that means now even if the Lions do come back in the minute and four seconds, they got to hit the extra point. Matt Prada needs to hit the, hit the gimme there. Stafford leads them down the field. Zero timeouts left. Not a problem. And then clocks the ball on the 11-yard line with two seconds left. And then throws a dot to Kyle's DFS player of the week, TJ Hawkinson, who all but sails the game for them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, Todd Gurley, if you just held the ball for maybe like three seconds, chances are you win that game. Stafford doesn't have time to clock that ball with two seconds left. And that leads us to our first game of the night. This game's actually going on right now. I had sent out a, a group text to the boys earlier. We all, had, um, we all had picked Atlanta. But Atlanta, plus two and a half. Visiting Carolina, minus two and a half. Over-under set at 52 and a half. And as it stands right now, it's 25-17 late in the fourth quarter. So we're all looking pretty good right now. Craig, why'd you pick Atlanta? I think Matt Ryan, after last week, uh, he, he had a pretty good performance. And uh, I, I really like their offense between Ridley and Julio Jones. Ridley did uh, get hurt tonight with an ankle injury. So it should be interesting to see what happens with him going forward in the weeks to come. But uh, I still think they are a pretty solid offense all around. And uh, they can be a problem in this league. I don't know about problem. Do you agree with them being a problem, Kyle? I believe the divisional matchup being 0-1 uh, in, for Atlanta's favor is a problem. And that's why I thought they'd get the W tonight. I really needed to get even in the division and maybe give themselves, you know, 
somewhat of a season. So that's why I took Atlanta. Yeah, and pretty much the same reason. They won five of six. The only L you're talking about is the, the, is the matchup earlier this year. So, yeah, ATL, getting it done, even though they cost us a good chunk of change last, last week. Yeah, they can't close out games, but I still think they could be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, dude, Matt Ryan throws the 300 yards a game, and he still loses the games. I mean, so obviously it's the secondary that's letting him down. Yeah. So, I, I mean, dude, they could put up points all day. Like, they, they have 25 right now in the fourth quarter, and they're driving again down the field. So they're probably going to end up scoring again. But who knows with his defense? Like, you, you shouldn't have to put up, like, 35-plus points per game and lose a game, you know? Like, that should be more than enough points to win you a game. The defense needs to just step it up for them. Let's go on to the next game. The only undefeated team left in the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Who you like here, Craig? I'm actually going to take the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers here. Uh, I think their defense is one of the best defenses in this league right now. Out of all the teams in the NFL around the trade deadline, I think they're one of the teams who isn't looking to add pass rushing to their defense. Uh, between all their pass rushing on their defense that they have now, I think they're pretty much set for them going forward. I think their wide receivers, uh, Claypool, for example, he really needs to get some more targets. If he got some more targets, uh, I know last week his fantasy value was horrible. I think he might have caught like one ball at that. Um he needs to get the ball more. They they got to spread it around the field a little bit more against Baltimore. I know Baltimore's defense is a uh, a pretty high-powered defense as well. Um, so I feel like if Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball around and spreads it out around the field, you know, uh, they, they got this done. What do you think, Kyle? I'm going the opposite way. I'm going Baltimore this week. I really think that um, Lamar Jackson is a lot to handle. So I – I really think Lamar Jackson gets it done in Baltimore. Um, and I think, honestly, I bet they even cover the spread uh, minus three and a half. I, I think it's not an issue there. Um, and I think they got a lot of options, specifically the option plays, um, that will cut through the Steelers' D. And, yeah, as Kyle just said, it is minus three and a half spread, 46 and a half for the over-under. And I think they will win coming out of the bye and uh, they'll take over first place in the AFC North. Consensus, Baltimore Ravens. Let's go on to the next game. Los Angeles Rams visiting the Miami Dolphins. The Rams are minus three and a half point favorites. Over under set at 46. Craig, who do you like here? It's Tua's first NFL game. Uh, he's going up against Darnold uh, on the Rams defense. I, I think it's going to be a wake-up call for him. You know, he, Darnold's a, a force on, on defense. Uh, he's one of the best pass routers in the NFL. Um, I'm actually going to take the Rams here on, on this pick. I think the Rams are going to play upset to Tua's uh, first NFL start. Um, not saying Tua is a bad quarterback or that he's not going to win next game, but I just think uh, this Sunday is he's not going to find his first win. I think uh, – Darnold and the Rams are going to come out victorious on this one. All right. What do you think, Kyle? What happens in Miami? Uh, magic and miracles. Uh, this week, no magic, but I still think there's a miracle um, taking Dolphins in Miami. Wow. 
I uh, definitely didn't see that coming. I'm actually going to go with the, the Rams as well. But do you think this was the right time to put into a and take out Fitzpatrick, who has been doing well? Uh, Chris, if there's any time to put two in, I think it would be now just because they're coming off of the bye week. He had extra time to prepare for this game in general. You know, uh, he, he had that extra week of practice to deal with the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, getting used to Kenny Stills and the rest of his offense. Um, so I feel like if there was a time for them to put him in, it would be this game. Anything to add to that at all, Kyle? Uh, I think they really got to know what they spent their money on or spent their draft pick on. Uh, I mean, honestly, they got to find out. Uh, they don't want to go into next season questioning their decision. So they got to do it at some point, And why not now? Yeah, all right. I mean, I just thought Fitzpatrick had a wonderful game against, uh, you know, the Jets, 24 nothing. Yeah, but they know what they're getting out of Fitzmagic. They don't know what they're getting out of two. Fitzmagic's on a one-year deal left, and uh, they got to decide whether or not they're paying him next year. So they got to see what this competition's like. I mean, even though he had a great game against the Jets, I mean, I get it. Good riddance. Uh, ride the bench, call the plays for him, and have his back. Consensus, L.A. Rams. Next game is those winless Jets visiting Kansas City. We don't have to talk about this. Consensus, Kansas City, not even close. Uh, any opinion on the spread, though? Minus 20? Are you, are you willing to lay the 20 points, Craig? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think, I think they're, they're going to put a hurt on the Jets. You know Le'Veon is out, out for blood, man. He, he wants to be like, hey, look at what you guys are missing out on, you know. Um, he, he's going to be wanting that rock out there. Uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised um, if he gets more touches this game than Edward Tiller. So um, for anyone, DraftKings, uh, fantasy, you know, I would be weary about starting Edward Tiller this week, to be honest with you. And that's a great point, Craig, because I actually picked him up in my fantasy. He's only $4,600 on DraftKings right now. And I also think he's going to be out for blood. And I think, you know, Niemi and Andy Reid are going to draw up something nice for him just as a little like, hey, we got you back. And, you know, just really stick it to the team that, that just completely underutilized you. You know, Kyle, what do you think? Absolutely. You think they cover? Or? I want no part in that. No part. I would rather take the over-under. That under. I would rather take the under at 49.5 than, uh, than touch the spread on this game. I mean, I think that Kansas City can put up 49 on their own. And if they do, it's not going to get the job done. You know what I mean? Because do you see the Jets scoring at all in this game? I mean, Miami held them to zero points. What do you think KC is going to do in KC? Consensus all the way, KC. Next game, Vikings at Green Bay. Green Bay a seven-point favorite in this for even money. Over-under set at 51. What do you like here, Craig? Chris, I'm going with Green Bay on this one. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers had a connection week one against the Minnesota Vikings. I think they cover the spread, and I think they're going to be putting up monster numbers on the Minnesota Vikings uh, for all fantasy owners and DraftKings players um lazard he might be activated from ir this week if he is i can see him having a breakout game uh my boy kev a couple weeks back told me about tanyan 
uh, having a breakout game. I went with that, and he scored three touchdowns. So, I mean, if Lazard comes back from IR, I see them being him the rock. Uh, I also do see him being on a quote-unquote pitch count out there. They're not going to really push him to limit too much because he did come back from a core muscle uh, injury. So I do see them monitoring him. So I I, I still think Green Bay is going to easily win this one, though, Chris. All right. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I'm with Craig on this one. Um, I think Green Bay covers the spread. Um, seven, if you can, by, you know, a half point, get it six and a half. But I think Green Bay um, absolutely destroys this Viking secondary, comes out with a W. Yeah, I agree, too. It's going to be a clean sweep across the board. All three of us in favor of Green Bay. And also, I definitely agree with you, too, Kyle. Buy the hook if you can, uh, six and a half, and you might pay 20 cents for it. But um, I think well worth it. Consensus, Green Bay. Next game, Indy at Detroit. Indy, uh, three-point favorites on the road, over-under set at 50 even. What do you like here, Craig? Chris, this has been a tough one for me uh, this week because the Lions are shopping Kenny Galladay. So I feel like he's really going to want to show them, like, hey, like, sign me to a big contract in the offseason. You know, I'm a free agent, all this stuff. You can never really sleep on Matt Stafford too much. You know, he has his ups and downs, but he, he's a solid NFL quarterback all around. But I think Indianapolis is going to come in Detroit and uh, show them that, hey, we're, we're the same defense, you know, that w- was wrecking teams at the beginning of the season. You know, like we're, we're still here to stay. They, they had a couple of rough games past couple of weeks. So I, I feel that uh, they're, they're going to come to Detroit. I, I don't – I personally don't know if they're going to cover the spread or not. Um, I feel like it, it could be a one- or two-point game here. But I still think Indy's going to come out on top. I, I don't know if I would take the, the spread on this game, though. Kyle, do you think Indy's defense is going to go back to, you know, week one, week two, week three form? I guess the Detroit Lions, absolutely. Um, I think the Detroit Lions are not good. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, I, I really don't think so. And I think, you know, Phillip Rivers relies a little bit too much on his running backs. But Detroit's front seven have not been great. Trey Flowers had a decent game last game, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'm taking the Colts money line all day. Colts money line at minus 155. It's worth the extra 55 cents, I think. This just looks like easy money, but what, what drives me crazy is when you see a spread like minus three and you feel like the spread should be, you know, way bigger. Like why? That, that just screams trap, doesn't it? It's kind of like last week when, you know, we seen that they were facing the Falcons and the Falcons coming off a, a huge win against Minnesota and you just thought they were going to keep it going. And they, they almost did. But, you know, to, to Craig's point, Stafford is, is, is a decent quarterback, you know, and he got the job done in a minute and four seconds, albeit against a, a, a shit secondary. But still, he marched up and down the field with uh, zero timeouts left and and got the victory. So this this screams trap, but I'm a sucker for a trap. I'm I'm going to take the uh the minus 3 and ride with uh with Indy here. Clean sweep across the board. All three in favor of the Colts. Next game we got the Vegas Raiders visiting the Cleveland Browns. 
Browns are two and a half point home favorites over under set at 50.5. Who do you like here, Craig? Uh, Chris, I, I really think with the Odo Beckham injury, it could help Baker Mayfield a little bit. Uh, just from past experience, seeing him on the Giants, seems like he, uh, he almost like demands the ball on certain plays, you know, so the quarterback forces it in there. Might relax Baker Mayfield a little bit. Um, I kind of want to see how Baker does without Odell out there this week and maybe adjust my picks going forward. But I really think Vegas is going to come in there and uh, put a whooping on him, to be honest with you. I think Ruggs and Waller are really going to eat. I could really see Waller having uh, a lot of red zone targets, uh, possibly a touchdown or two. Uh, and I, I think Ruggs is definitely a good DraftKings player for this week against the, the Cleveland secondary. And uh, I'm hands down going with the Raiders this week. All right. Are you going with the Raiders as well, Kyle? I am going with the Raiders as well. I do believe no Nick Chubb, no OBJ. They're going to try and rely on um, Richard Higgins and Hooper was out via COVID. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just don't have a lot of faith to put into the Cleveland Browns this week. I mean, not that I usually have any faith to put into the Cleveland Browns. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think um, the Raiders get it done this week. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be another clean sweep across the board. The Browns put up 37 last week. Mayfield passed for five touchdowns. You know what that means? Whenever he has a great game, he usually follows that up with a very shitty game. So I think there's tremendous value on Raiders' money line, actually. I have it right now at plus 120. Uh, give me the Raiders at plus 120 all day. Consensus, the Raiders. Next game, Tennessee Titans visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Six-point road favorites, the Titans. Uh, Over-under set at 53.5. Craig, you said you love this game. What do you love about it? Oh, man. Uh, I just love the way Cincinnati's offense has been clicking recently, Chris. Um, Joe Burrow to T. Higgins, I I think that that might be a connection for him for the years to come. Uh, He he has so many offensive weapons. I do see a pretty high-scoring game on this one, uh, but I actually have to go with Tennessee, Chris. Uh, The reason being, them coming off the loss against Pittsburgh being an undefeated team going into that game, I, I just really see Tennessee bouncing back and Tannehill settling in, Derrick Henry getting his touches, man. And I, I see Tennessee coming out on top in this one. Um, I really don't want Tennessee to sleep on Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, I Joe Burrow as a fancy quarterback. So I love Joe Burrow. I hope he puts up points. But I, I still think Tennessee comes out on top on this one at the end of the day. Kyle, do you see Tennessee coming out on top? You know, I do see Tennessee coming out on top this week. Um, uh, I think Derrick Henry's going to feast again this week. Uh, not that since he's front seven is bad. Uh, they actually have a pretty decent front seven. But um, with that being said, I don't see Tennessee losing. Uh, I can't necessarily tell you that I'm super confident on the minus six uh, spread, but my pick this week – for that game is Tennessee over Cincy. Cincinnati has allowed the fifth most rushing yards 
in the NFL to date at 133.7. So when you say Derrick Henry's going to feast, I think he definitely will feast. I don't think the spread's going to be a problem, uh, especially minus six at even money. I don't think this game's going to be close. Clean sweep across the board. Tennessee Titans for your consensus play. Next game, Patriots visiting the Bills. Bills minus four and a half, over under at 41. Craig, talk to me. Chris, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, man, but I'm going with Buffalo on this one. The, the New England Patriots are just hot garbage right now. Cam Newton just can't get it done. Uh, I'm sorry to break it to you, but I don't think he's future QB for you guys. I don't even know if Stidham's a future QB. Uh, I think Belichick should really give him a shot. Why not throw him in the fire against a uh, division rival over here and uh, see what he got, you know? But uh, I think Buffalo is going to win this game, and Josh Allen is really going to show Belichick who's taking over the division. Kyle, does Stidham start this game? Stidham absolutely does not fucking start this game. It's a divisional matchup. <laughs> Why the fuck would you say that he's going to start this game? They need the W. They're going to put in their best QB, which is Cam Newton. Um, however, Cam's not going to get the fucking job done. It's Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's been great. They got Stefan Diggs. They got um, Cole Beasley lighting it up. Uh, we have no Edelman. It, it, this game's a joke. We're going to get fucking smashed. Take the Bills all day. Even though I think the uh, the spreads, uh, you know, four and a half is is decent, um, but at the same time, I I don't I don't trust no spread when it comes to the Pats. Um, so I would say lay Bills money line. Yeah, you don't trust the spread when it comes to the Pats, and I don't trust the spread when it comes to this game. Call me a homer if you want to, but you know damn well Josh Allen has never beaten Bill Belichick a day in his life, and I don't see that happening whatsoever this Sunday. Give me the Patriots, money line, plus 174. Consensus, however, the Bills. Next game, we have the L.A. Chargers visiting the Denver Broncos. I don't actually have a spread on this game for some reason. Uh, Neither one of my books have it, so... um, we're just going to pick them. We're going to pick them how we see them. Craig, who do you like here? Chris, I like uh, the Chargers on this one. I think Herbert's really going to have a uh, great game against uh, the Denver Broncos. And even though it is at Mile High Stadium, weather conditions permitting, who knows if they're going to have snow again. Um, but I still think Justin Herbert is really going to flourish in this game. That's the word I'm going to use here, flourish. Kyle, what do you think? I'm going to agree with Craig. I think the Chargers take this game. Um, it's going to be a little tough going into mile high, um, but they've played well. Even though they have their record doesn't show it, uh, they've definitely played well. And um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bradley Chubb got a little hurt last game. Um, and, I mean, Drew Locke's – Hasn't been utilizing his receivers the way he should. Um, Melvin Melvin Gordon has been a lot to handle uh, off the field, uh, and it's been kind of showing um, on the field. He just hasn't been putting up the numbers he was in L.A. and um, or that he should be. Um, I think this week uh, the Chargers know his weaknesses uh, and are going to exploit them, and this ain't. This ain't going to go their way. No, I think Chargers take this one. 
Yep, and um, guess what? Melvin Gordon also knows their weaknesses. And let's be honest, Mile High Stadium is not an easy place to play in. And these teams have identical records. And not only that, Denver has won three out of the last four games against the Chargers. So I'm actually going with Denver here. I'll be lone wolf once again. That's fine. But uh, consensus, Chargers. Next game, New Orleans Saints visiting the Chicago Bears. Right now, spread is four and a half in favor of the New Orleans Saints. Over under set at 43 and a half. Craig, who do you like? This game here, I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week. I know others might not agree, but I'm actually going to go NOLA on this one. I think the Saints are going to come out. Drew Brees is going to show his presence. Kamara's going to have a solid game. Uh, run all over the Bears, but uh, he's got to keep his eyes peeled for Cleo Mack. You know, Cleo Mack, he, uh, he, he really shows his presence in the defense a lot. So, I mean, overall, between Cleo Mack on Bears defense and you, you got uh, uh, Drew Brees and Kamar, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a juicy game, man. I, I, I really like the matchup, but uh, I'm actually going to go with the Saints on this one. Uh, I think they come out on top. Uh, I don't think they cover the spread, though. All right. One vote, NOLA. One vote, Bears plus the four and a half. Kyle, where are you, where are you going? I'm going to agree with Craig and say NOLA's going to win, but I'm also going to say NOLA's going to win by about a fucking billion. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you're getting Michael Thomas back. Um, I mean, Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack, he's more important than fucking Big Dick Nick for uh, the Bears. I mean, they're pulling, they're pulling Cleo Mack in the fourth quarter when it's, you know, they're down by 20, 23 points versus they're going to leave Nick Foles in there, which shows a lot. Um, but, I mean, you can't just only have your eyes peeled for, uh, for Khalil Mack or else you'll miss the fucking freight train that is Akeem Hicks. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Alvin Kamara gets caught by Akeem Hicks, but uh, I doubt he's just. I doubt it. I think he's gonna juke the fuck out of him, get in the end zone. Um, that maybe they'll throw to Michael Thomas in the end zone. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a scoring scoring plethora for the New Orleans Saints. So give me the Saints minus four and a half. Minus four and a half. I feel like this again is also Trap City. But I tell you what, it wouldn't it wouldn't fucking shock me one bit if if Big Dick Nick found a way to win this game. It really wouldn't. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New Orleans, and I think they will cover the spread as well. Clean sweep across the board. Consensus: New Orleans. All right, next game: San Francisco 49ers visiting Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, a three point home favorites. Over under set at fifty three and a half. Who's winning this game, Craig? Uh, you know, Chris, uh, Frisco's been pretty uh, hot lately coming off that Patriots dub. Jimmy G's really feeling himself. Uh, but I, I got to go Seattle, you know. Uh, I think after last week's loss, they're really going to come out and uh, shove it to Frisco. So I think they do cover the spread. I think Russell Wilson's really going to settle in and uh, show league that he's still uh, – top MVP contender. What do you think, Kyle? I'm with Craig on this one. Um, I mean, they had a brutal loss last week. Did call it just for the people out there that are listening. 
Your boy did have Arizona. Um, came through in the clutch. They should have won the first time, but uh, they still came through and won. Um, so I do like Seattle a lot. I can't say confidently that they're going to blow San Fran out of the water. Um, but I am fairly confident on a two-and-a-half-point spread if you can get the hook. Uh, I'm taking Seattle this week. Yeah, it's going to be another clean sweep across the board. Seattle is 13-4 and four against um, – against San Fran that includes all wins in the playoffs as well I think minus three is actually a gift especially at even money I think this line is overinflated in favor of San Fran given the ass whooping they just gave the Patriots I also think that Arizona beating the Seahawks last week has something to do with it as well we all know that Seattle's uh, secondary got exposed and it has been getting exposed all year but guess what um, I'm not going anywhere near the 53 and a half, but I'm all over that Seattle Seahawks minus three. Consensus, Seattle. Up next, we have the Sunday night football game. Dallas Cowboys visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly minus 10 in this one, over under set at 43. Who the hell is going to be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this week, Craig? Oh, man, dude. I, I think they should put you at quarterback this week, to be honest. They're, they're on to their third-string quarterback. It, it's a tough game to pick, you know. But in reality, after seeing what Philly did last week against my New York Giants, I, I got to go with Philly this week, Chris. I, I just think that their offense is clicking more than Dallas's offense between – Cycling different quarterbacks in, you know, uh, CeeDee Lamb really didn't get his touches like he used to last week. Uh, Dalton going down. Cooper's really not too involved with this offense. Uh, I think Dallas is like a dumpster fire right now, man. They, they're, they're hitting the panic button. Your star quarterback gets hurt and your backup quarterback gets hurt. Like, geez, can anything else go wrong for this freaking team? I mean, I hate both teams. Diehard Giants fan, but I I hate to say it, but Philadelphia Eagles, um, I don't think they cover the spread, though. Okay, so you're taking the Eagles, but you think Cowboys are going to cover? Yes. Kyle, are the Cowboys covering? Yeah, Cowboys are covering, and they're they're winning this fucking game because the Eagles are trash. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're fucking terrible, I mean. Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Sorry. Sorry, boys. Sorry to, sorry to let you know, but um, Dallas may have a better quarterback than Danucci. I, I, tell me I'm wrong. Good. Tell me I'm wrong because uh, what has your quarterback ever fucking done? Oh, that's right. Nothing. You had Nick Foles carry you to a Super Bowl. I, all I'm saying is, is Carson Wentz is a choke artist. Now I'm taking him to choke again against the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle finds extreme value in the plus 338 uh, money line on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I, I actually do like the Cowboys, but uh, I, I can't pick them this week. I can't. Uh, I'm going with Philly as well with Craig. Um, the value I actually find here is actually in the total. Over, over under 43, I think it's uh, under 43, 1,000%. Neither team is going to be able to score. And they're going to have to, in order for them to score, they're going to have to run the ball, uh, Dallas, that is. I don't know what we're going to see from Danucci. 
He does have weapons on wide receiver, but you know, his biggest weapon of all is is definitely Zeke. And I think he's gonna have to run the ball to get points. And when you run the ball, the clock continues to run. So uh the under 43 for me is 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 a fantastic bet in this game. But I mean, if Kyle sees value in the plus 338, shit, man, more power to you. But uh consensus on this one is gonna be Philly. Last and final game of this card, Tampa Bay visiting the New York Giants. Uh, right now, there's not even a spread for this game because even, even Vegas is like, uh, do we put 45 or do we put like minus like 38? Like they're, they're debating on minus 38 or minus 45. And I get it, Craig. It's a tough time to be a Giants fan. It's a tough time to be a, pa- a Pats fan as well. And not- a Jets fan. The, the three of us, what I'm, what I'm getting is the three of us aren't happy with our teams right now. <laughs> And I know it was hard for you to make a pick on that last game. But um, are you going to go with the Giants again this week? Because you seem to be doing that. Um, I do have to say, like, especially with the the COVID case with uh, Will Hernandez, the offensive lineman today for the Giants, um, it, it brought some light to my thoughts because some of these youngsters that they drafted out of the draft, like Lemieux might actually get a shot now in the O-line. I was super hyped about like guys like Pert, Lemieux, and obviously Thomas getting drafted for the Giants O-line. Like I want to see these guys play. I think Cam Fleming is absolutely garbage. I think Pert should be playing over him on the O-line. Personally, I think this could be a good thing for the Giants that Hernandez got COVID. Um, sorry, Will Hernandez. I hope you recover and you're you're back next week. But I think Lemieux is going to show like, hey, I'm here for the future for Daniel Jones and the Giants. Um, overall, though, I, I just think Tom Brady and the weapons he has with Tampa Bay, man, he, he's going to come into MetLife and, uh, and really stick it to him. You know, like, Dude, I'm taking Tampa on this one. I hate to say it, but Giants, prove me wrong, man. Like, prove me wrong and, and win this game. Yeah, I, I'd rather lose the pick em than than uh, win the pick em on, on, on this game, Chris. I mean, yeah, if you call one and six hanging in there every fucking game this season, you, you have at it. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to be positive, Chris. No, I'm yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, of, of course, as a homie, you want to definitely – lose the pick'em versus uh winning it with uh you know in taking Tampa Bay especially Tom Brady I, I mean I didn't think we have to talk about this game but I just figured I'd give you your time to shine Kyle uh, uh you it, know every week Tampa, right? I ran about my Giants bro <laughs> I ran every week about my Giants win or lose dude you give me every week you, and this, you, this you give me my three to five game. minutes dude just uh just to get a quick rant in. but uh oh, ahead, i'm man. really curious to see who kyle picks this week man yeah well i can tell you who he's gonna pick Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> maybe the Spoiler giant alert. um <laughs> yeah so if you guys have a second home um a vacation home i would have hoped you sold it like a month ago just to put that whole fucking lump sum on the uh, tampa bay buccaneers this uh this week because tom brady don't like the giants he don't and uh with weapons <laughs> you're looking at a pissed off tom brady with weapons good luck to you uh bucks by a million yeah this is not going to be close i i it's, it's really not yeah speaking of which just, just a fun fact for uh for the viewers out there, um, in MetLife Stadium, the home team has won once all year. 
one time. They're playing in MetLife again. Numbers don't lie, nor do we. Consensus, Tampa by a bunch, uh, by so many that, again, the books haven't even made this line yet. We have, you guys are running out of time. I would love to know what this line is. I think it's minus 20, like the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I feel it, like that's... Honestly speaking, I would say it's probably maybe minus 11 and a half, minus 12, maybe. And still, still, are you? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I would, I would put it at like minus twelve. It would have to be like twenty-seven for me to turn it down. Either way, uh, tease, tease the bucks. Take the bucks money line. Put your house on it. Whatever you got to do. No, not your first house. We gamble responsibly around here. If you have a second home, yeah, put second that house. On. That's right. That's right. You do <laughs> have a second house. And uh, and speaking of not being close, should we run into a tiebreaker? Total points scored in this Monday night matchup. What do you got, Craig? My number this week is going to be 42. I feel like that's a uh, a solid number. I do too. I think Giants going to put up- Yep, 42 to nothing. Um, Tampa Bay, you're right. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I, I, I just think the Giants are going to put up some points. You know, uh, Graham Gano is probably going to hit about uh, oh I don't know maybe three to six field goals because the Giants can't score in the red zone. You think they're um, making it to the red zone six times? Yeah, <laughs> dude, a- anything's possible against uh, Brady. You know, look, look at uh, look at when he was on the Patriots. Man, anything's possible. Look at those two Super Bowls Giants won. So, uh, Pierce, Kyle, how many points are they scoring in this game? 36. 36. Ugh, I, this one's really tough to call because I just, I just I really don't see the Giants scoring many points. And, and Craig, I will agree with you here that if, if they're going to score points, I, it's going to be off the leg of Graham Gano. And, Absolutely. Uh, and they, they might get one touchdown, maybe. So let's call it uh, 34 to 10. Uh, let's call it 44. Now we come to the part of the show where we give you guys our favorite bets of the week. We call them bankroll bets here. And um, we're going to throw them in a parlay for you. Craig, who are you going with this week? Chris, I'm going to take Green Bay Packers. And I'm going to take the half point as well. And I think they're going to cover the spread with six and a half. All right, Kyle, what do you like here? Going with the Dirty Birds and Russ Wilson. I'm going to take the uh, Seattle Seahawks money line. Keep it a little bit safer than the spread. All right, Seattle Seahawks. I have them at minus 148. And uh, as I said earlier, I don't think there's going to be very many points on the board for the Dallas Cowboys and the, uh, and the Eagles. I'm going to go with the under 43 minus 110. So that's Green Bay minus six and a half uh, after you buy the point. And that puts that bet at minus 130. Seattle Seahawks money line at minus 148. And the under 43 in the Cowboys-Eagles game, minus 110. $100 bill gets you 466 if all three of those cash in a parlay. Good luck if you're tagging along with us. And uh, we'll see you back here next week here on Wix Picks. Take care, everybody.
a hot take. I think the only way that New York scores that's not Graham Gano is a pick six. I was just about to say that too when you brought that up. Oh God. I mean, dude, they're secondary, like they they get them points. Like they they keep them in the game for the most part, you know, like I mean you had Fackrell against Dallas running that ball back and you had Mr. Irrelevant running it back against uh, Washington. So, I mean, it is possible that, that the defense puts up seven for, for the G-men on, on Monday night. But uh, it, it just hurts me, dude, to sit here and thinking going into this season that, yeah, they could be retiring Eli Manning's number this game. You know, it, it's a Monday night primetime game. And, Eli's number should have been retired this this year uh, in front of fans, but we're still in the pandemic and everything. So, if they actually retire Eli's number in when Brady's playing, they are. If that's the case, you literally have to take the Pats like alternate alternate or not the Pats, the Bucks, the the, the new Pats, whatever. Old habits, baby. Old habits. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you got to <laughs> take the Bucks by like their alternate alternate month. Like you really do because that's just. It's like a shit stain on fucking Brady right there. You're like, dude, you're really going to bring that up? You're really going to bring that up? No. Nope. Let's let's forget this and let's just watch me on Sports Center tomorrow. Just chuck, 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 chuck. Done. And that's a great point, too. I had no idea they were actually retiring Eli's number on Monday night against. Ooh. Well, from, from my sources, Kev, he, he told me when the schedule got released, he's like, if they're going to retire Eli's number, it's good to be at a primetime game. One of their primetime games was either A, week one versus Steelers, or B, this week here versus the Buccaneers. So, I mean, it probably would have been against the Buccaneers this week here. No, it should 1,000% be against the Buccaneers. Oh, dude, like, you know they would twist the knife a little bit on on Brady's back, oh, you so know. Like, hey, no doubt. Beat you in two Super Bowls, and here's our uh, quarterback coming out on the field. We're gonna retire his number right in front of you. Yeah, not so, to mention uh, it would actually make the Giants watchable for the first five minutes of the game. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, they they would did it at halftime probably. They always do that stuff at halftime. That's so awkward. We're getting beat 21 to nothing, and we got to retire Eli's fucking jersey. Hey guys, here's something to smile about. And Eli's just like, hey, guys, hey. 